0: Tried to weigh me down, crabs in the barrel Want to take my crown, renegade. renegade I'm lightin' up the way, out it's fine On the trail of we up not let you Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for the Power Table, a conversation for black women. We are so excited to have you here. I am Kelly Todd Griffin, and I am with the California Black Women's Collective. I'm looking forward to bringing together some of our best and our brightest sisters throughout the state. They're going to be sharing their brilliance, their beauty, their passion, their power with you on the issues that are important to us, that uplift us, that are about us. Today, we have Lauren Babb Tomlinson. She is the chair of the California Commission on the Status of Women and Girls. So let's get it started. Hello, Miss Lauren, how are you? Hi, Miss Kelly, how are you? It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you. Thank you for joining the Power Table. We're doing this podcast, Conversations for Black Women. Uh, And so I'm just thrilled that you're able to participate. Um, You know, I
1: love and adore you. Oh, it's likewise and I'm so proud of all of the work that the Black Women's Collective is doing in this podcast. I know is going to change lives including mine. So I am happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So today
0: we're talking about protecting black women and girls. You know, as you know, it's so important with your work um on the commission for the status California Commission for the Status of Women and Girls. And so I just I want to just ask a couple of questions of, you know, kind of What's happening in in California right now in terms of safety around women and girls, and particularly Black women and girls?
1: Yes. I mean, I think coming out of the pandemic, there's so much work to be done in California for women and girls. The commission um, did a report with UC Berkeley Policy Lab around how we really put women and girls at the forefront of the economy here in California And what we found is that women and girls, especially our Black women and girls, did not do well during the pandemic. And now we really are seeing a focus towards Black girls and their mental health. Black girls and their ability to grow is actually harder uh, because they had so many issues behaviorally, not being in the classroom and being able to develop socially. And so now we are really, really struggling to see our girls be Uh, thriving in California. And so our commission is really rooted on how do we come up with advocacy and policy solutions that put Black girls and Black women first? Because as you know, if we can figure out how to make California work for Black women and girls, it'll work for everybody else. And um, as the chair, I always bring my own identity to this work. I'm the youngest chair of the commission in California history. And I oftentimes talk to young girls who are just happy to be in the room with me because they don't see a lot of younger Black girls in politics and in government. And so I think we have a responsibility to keep talking about how we need to uplift our Black women and girls and also be examples for them.
0: Right. You're so right. I mean, you know, we we know that you can't be what you don't see. And so many of us grew up without images that we that were reflective of us. And so when we really talk about particularly what's happening in terms of the images of Black girls and Black women, you know, what do you think, you know, particularly from your generational lens, we should be doing differently?
1: I think we have to lean into softness. Um, I was just talking about this with a friend. You know, I think my mom's generation and I think the generation before us always taught us to work hard and be the best and be prepared and outshine everybody else. And those are all things that Black women are doing well and thriving at. But we have to really start thinking about how are we taking care of ourselves? How are we coming to the table with uh, the cultural humility that we need to be successful And the other piece of that is just really leaning into our mentorship of of our generations. I don't think I have all the answers. And I think the more I talk to my mentors about what it was like for them to experience discrimination, what it was like to still have pay equity disparity and challenges around getting fair pay and equal pay, and then also just recognizing that our generation is different. Um, Every person is unique and leaning into our ability to be different and knowing that that's okay but also having um, you know, the sisters before us say, it's OK to do things differently, and we're here to support you. Because I can tell you, as someone who is, uh, I'm only 30, uh, I am in the room, and I'm often the only young Black woman in the room. And it's very intimidating. Um, and so meeting people like Miss Kelly and other women at the Black Women's Collective really fills my cup. Because if I didn't have those powerful women to lean on, I don't know that I would have the strength or the softness to continue to move forward in the work that I do. So part of it is mentorship, but part of it is acknowledging that um, our generation is just a little bit different and we need y'all. Right. Right. And
0: so when you say, you know, your generation is a little different, um, you know, what, how do you guys, you know, when we talk about protecting black women and black girls, We're also talking about like even in the workplace and how how women how we show up in the workplace with kind of a shield from your lens. What do you think we need to do to be able to to show up as our authentic self without losing ourself at the same time?
1: Absolutely. I think authenticity to this generation is very important. I I think I can't do the work that I love to do without showing up as my full self. But that's often really hard because a lot of these spaces don't have women of color in them. And then there's this phenomenon I've just read about it is called pet to threat. So what happens is, you know, they hire a black woman, they have her come in and they're so excited that she's a part of the team and she's, you know, expanding the DEI and she's doing amazing things. But when she starts to do good work and then wants to drill into accountability and talk about how people are treating her, maybe different in her experience, then all of a sudden you're a threat. Right. And so I think the balance is how do you can stay true to yourself, but also call out white fragility. Call out white supremacy. Um, And we have to be and allow our folks to feel more comfortable calling that out. Um, Because if we don't, we continue to be put in a box and then we continue to be treated, mistreated, and then we continue to not flourish in the ways that we should. And so part of the authenticity is recognizing that Black women are never the problem. We are oftentimes the first one to come up with a solution and the first one to say, yes, I'll help out with that. But there's a point where you can take you, you may need to take a step back and see what is it that's causing this tension or harm. And most of the time is white fragility. And, you know, we need we need to make sure that the conversation is being had if we want our black women and girls to be fruitful in the workplace.
0: And then what do you say just changing directions? You know, how do we
1: find joy? taking care of ourselves. Joy is community. Joy is being around people that love you no matter what. Joy is celebrating that what you bring to the table is unique to you. Joy is celebrating other people's accomplishments. I love seeing other Black women do amazing things and just get excited for them and love on them. And joy is really doing the things that make you happy, and thinking about how you can find a place of stillness or calm. So for me, my joy is yoga. I really enjoy getting on my mat and moving my body and not thinking about this crazy world. Um, but it's like finding the thing that that keeps you balanced and, can a- and allow you the space to feel something. And hopefully that is happiness and joy. Right. Right. So...
0: You know, I've known you for a, a couple of years now, and I just, you know, you are so well-rounded. And even though you're 30, you, you're you're wise far beyond your years. How did you get there? How did you feel your cup up like this to be able to show up the way you show up? Not just for for you, but for Black women and girls.
1: Wow, Miss Kelly, coming from you, that is an amazing accomplishment and achievement. So thank you for your kind words. Um, for me, it's really just recognizing that I think it's important to give back to my community. Any gift that that comes from me is because I give to others. I I have to pour into other people that look like me, and I have to show up to be an example. And I think that that is easier said than done, but it comes with coming from a strong line of Black women. I I just spent the weekend with my mom for Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day, and to all those Books uh, and I just am so grateful to have a strong Black women in my corner who keep me in line. Right? They tell me when I'm right. They tell me when I'm wrong. And um, I think having that ability to really think about how you show up in this world and what you want to give to this world allow me to be, uh, you know, in in spaces and places where I can advance the agenda of Black women and girls. And I'm not afraid to. Talk about the things that are impacting Black women and girls, and that could be hard for folks. And it's not easy, um, and it just comes with a lot of, you know, self awareness and understanding that your mission is bigger than you. And so the things you put out in the world have to have to be fruitful and have to, you know, be celebrated. And so I see you have
0: Obama hope behind you. So what's what's your hope? What what are you hopeful for?
1: I am hopeful that we will live in a world that will treat Black women and girls with respect. I'm hopeful that we can finally get pay equity because money is power. So how are we gonna get you know women and girls the same opportunities as other folks? And I'm hopeful about the collective and BWAPA and all of these amazing organizations that continue to put Black women first um, a lot of people don't understand how much that matters. Just to have a community that understands the things that we go through makes me hopeful. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you, Miss Lauren. This has been a wonderful conversation. Again, I so appreciate you making time for us at the Power Table. and I look forward to future conversations.
1: Thank you, Ms. Kelly. This was so fun and all the best.
0: We are really excited today because we have two phenomenal sisters joining us today. So I want to introduce first Councilwoman from Los Angeles, Council District 10, Heather Hutt, and then, of course, our phenomenal Karen Earle, President and CEO of Genesee. Thank you for joining us. Today we're going to talk about protecting black women and girls. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I want to just ask, what does that mean to you?
2: Well, for me, uh, protecting black women and girls, are, it's so broad because we are not considered really in, in a first-class space, not in the workplace, not in education, and sometimes not even in our own home. Mm-hmm. So it, it means so many different things. I believe that we're at, at a time in our uh, lives that we're able to have a conversation so that we could really be intentional about what that protection looks like for young girls and even for our elderly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the protections have to be through government. It has to be through law. It has to be through neighborhood where our community takes responsibility Mm -hmm. for protections and see something, say something is a real thing. And it has to be through family where we also just don't accept every doggone thing that happens in our family. Like we can call it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those those Mm -hmm. are my few ideas.
3: That was wonderful. Thank you. Well, for me, protection begins at understanding what the challenges are, what the families are going through, and then deciding all of the issues that we discuss all the time what we are going to focus on Mm -hmm. and very very globally and not in silos and it's not just uh, violence it's economics it's what the children going through in school Um, it's all of the things that um, keep families from
0: striving and thriving Mm -hmm. really thriving Mm -hmm. and so when you say that you know it's it's it it's all things, right? It, it means we can look at it from social, economic. We can look at it from emotional yes. standpoint. Um, what we know is that black women, because we carry such a heavy burden of taking care of not just ourselves, but our families and, as well as the community, right, and that there is these safe spaces that are necessary for us to, to kind of fall into. What would you say to a black woman who is trying to carry everything on their shoulder today? How do you take a pause from that? How do you protect yourself when you're trying to go through your journey in life?
2: The first thing I would do is say I see you mm-hmm. because we are unseen mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. black women. I'm the only black woman on the city council and. I, I believe I'm bringing a, a different perspective. They haven't had one in almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I see you moment. I see your struggle. I see you struggling as a single mother. Mm-hmm. I see you struggling in a job that has systematic racism. Like mm-hmm. Really having that eye-to-eye conversation about what life looks like. Okay. So I, I think that is the first step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe
3: that times are changing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we are not as siloed and I don't know, social media and groups like California Black Women's Collective where we are coming together, lifting each other up and seeing our strength. And um, for me, when women uh, coming to the shelter, we have a great responsibility to let them know that they're not alone. That is the so important, and and then we can all exhale, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and know that there are other folk, the same story, and we got each other's back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's about communication,
0: right, right. And so that goes to the question of you know how do we as a community protect Black women and girls?
2: I really believe we we are not we should not be in fear of speaking up Mm -hmm. for our sister Mm -hmm. it's okay to say that's not okay Mm -hmm. listen sister what you're going through is not okay and we need to fill ourselves up with resources like we we should know about what uh karen earl does and i've had experiences years gone by where genesis helped somebody who was in a domestic violence Mm -hmm. sleeping in a car with four kids situation And uh, my sister and I went to speak to her, and by the end of the night, the woman and her children were housed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were out of their car. But we have to fill ourselves up with resources so that we can be uh, really some strength for other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely, absolutely.
3: Again, it's communication Mm -hmm. and folk understanding that they're not alone and what's also demystifying... um, these words, um, and for folk to know what domestic violence is and what human trafficking is, what does it mean to be in foster care? You right. know the language that we um, associate with children acting up in school and leading it back to what's mm-hmm. going on in the home, and and doing it in a way that is accessible,
0: right. simple right. language. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I I remember when we were doing some conversations in Sacramento and we talked about um, labels that we put on our little girls. Yes. You know, so our little girls, instead of being inquisitive, they sassy. Yeah. You know, like some of the, even the way in which we we call them out, if they're talking too much, you know, don't talk so much, don't do this, and that they don't understand that. that's like whatever light that, that God has put into them is just being dimmed every time yeah. we tell them to stop yeah. instead of feeding into them. So when you think about that and you think about what we can do as a, a community of, of concern, what we can do to, to actually stop black women from believing that this is acceptable treatment that love does not have to hurt. Mm. Little girls don't have to feel scared that that that's not normal yeah. that instead we we should be embraced and lifted up. You know, what what advice would you give particularly a parent, you know, who's trying to raise a child, particularly a little girl, to understand
2: they can conquer the world. Uh, Say that. Mm-hmm. You have to tell your daughters, your nieces, you, you have to tell them you can do anything mm-hmm. and believe it. Look mm-hmm. them dead in the eye and say, You can do anything. I remember uh, my own mom saying that to me You can do anything, you can be anything, the whole world's for you. And we have to remind ourselves and each other and really believe it and believe in our young people. I, I have met young women on my own journey, that give promise for what they can contribute to this world. And I tell them, I don't let them go by and and admire them from afar. I let them know right then and there, I see you, and the future looks bright. I'm going to rest well tonight because you're here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Um,
3: Parents. Needs support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one parent told, I was telling her how amazing her daughter is, and she said, well, when she's at school and others, they don't, she doesn't get that. She gets bullied. Or mm-hmm. So we have to, parents and the community, churches, community organizations, nonprofits, we all have to work together together um, to build up the self-esteem of young people. Mm -hmm. And we need to know what's in the community. What does Janet Kelly do? Mm -hmm. What does this organization do? What does Genesee do? I heard of a new organization this week, Free Arts. They've been doing, working, um, using art as a healing tool. Mm -hmm. So we have to know what's going on, so that we can counter all the negativity Mm -hmm. that our young people and adults Mm -hmm. see. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
3: So we can keep our community built Mm -hmm. up.
0: Right, right. And I remember you and I worked on an initiative where we recognized that the frontline workers, service workers Mm -hmm. for nonprofits Mm -hmm. have their own trauma. Yes. And that how important it was to build a curriculum for them to be able to address their trauma, have tools that they can use. So when they're in the community, they're not triggered. Their trauma is not absolutely. triggered because nonprofits hire from the community. Yeah, absolutely, And those are the same people that we're also serving as a nonprofit. So when we think about trauma, how do we disrupt the trauma when it comes to black women and girls? How do we move ourselves to you know what kinds of initiatives work what have we seen that should be lifted up
2: and tools <clears throat> i believe the our church is still really an important tool in just having some spiritual relief mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. going into the to the church you just honestly lay your burdens down that's mm-hmm. what it means mm-hmm. and that's where you can get Support from an elder, that's mm-hmm. where you could get support from a sister who got three kids by herself, too. I believe that's still a place that we should go. You know, um, pre and post Jim Crow, that's where we got our information. Yes. I never got black history from school. Right. I got it at church. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like it's still a good place to fill 100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they're going to have to determine how to do that on bedside. Right. Baptist.
2: That's
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. That's
0: well, true. They're going to have to find how to make that transition <laughs> to those of us who go to bedside Baptist. <laughs> right.
2: That's true. Well, that's why we have it online. Online. Exactly. Where you get some spiritual healing. Yeah, <laughs> the
3: truth. She's trying to lift us up. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: I'm trying to also find a location, right? We need a destination. Sometimes we to get out of your own way, yeah, Sure. and true. and that's what the nonprofits are uh, are about. Right. That also that's what the, you know, free stuff like what does the park do? Right. What can right. you do on a walk? Okay. All of those kinds of right. things that are going to relieve you from right. your hard day to day. Yeah. Especially yeah. as a mother.
0: Yeah, create those joyful moments that's like right. that has to be intentional. Absolutely intentional.
3: And I think organizations in our community, serving our community, mm-hmm. need to be culturally relevant and culturally mm-hmm. specific and understand trauma, what causes it. And um, so that uh, folk who coming to us for services feel safe and ex- can exhale and know I've made the right decision right. for me and my children. I'm going to stay here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what, what can policymakers do? Council member, oh,
2: that's a that's a big old question. You know, uh, we can provide support mm-hmm. and support for our organizations that are doing the work. I I believe that is uh, a big part of our job mm-hmm. is to find out who who are boots on the ground, who are actually doing the work, and support them. Mm-hmm. And um, we have probably more organizations in Los Angeles, probably just because of the population, that are intentional about the work, sensitive to the trauma, and like you said, local hire. So supporting those are what, what we should be doing mm-hmm. so that they can change mm-hmm. the community for the better. And I think the
0: important part about the local hire, particularly, you know, they hire... You know, mostly, if you're a black community serving organization, the most, the majority of people you're going to hire tends to be African American black. But the resources that they need to be able to pay the wages that are necessary to retain those those high level folks really are going to. It really is going to take support from the policymakers because this is the safety net. And as a, when we think of safety net and the protection of safety net, oftentimes black women and black girls get lost in that conversation um, because they're considered sh- too strong or we got it because we're carrying the load. We're working in the community. We're working at the church for those of who don't go to Bedside Baptist. And we are also, you know, taking care of our families. We're still head of household, still the primary breadwinner. Um, and then we, we may work at an only job we can get, maybe at a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So when we say, you know, resources, would you say those are the resources that are, you know, helping um, them that are non-restricted resources? Because I think that conversation has to be had, yes. particularly with policymakers. It's like not to lock these, particularly these organizations, down with, restricted resources I mean you can only use it for this.
2: That yeah, that's really difficult because the amount of uh documentation mm-hmm. to prove that you actualized whatever the contract was right. can be really difficult especially if you're a small nonprofit. You got to you know get the Absolutely. grant right. do the actual work right. and then document the work. Streamlining that is is probably a deeper conversation so that we can broaden what they can do so they can mm-hmm. hire people that would mm-hmm. only focus on that piece. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's a really difficult piece mm-hmm. of it. But it has to be done because you can't go get another grant if you don't do right. that part right. of the yeah. work. Right.
3: Well, mm-hmm. I have been doing this work since late... 18, feels <laughs> <still laughs> like the 1800s, like like 1988. Mm-hmm. And I've seen tremendous, tremendous change. But it's still super, super difficult. Um, I have stories to tell. But right now there are seven pieces of legislation in Sacramento that are designed to help nonprofits uh, maneuver the system of billing and grant making and, and receiving funds. Some grants, you know, we have to wait six months. Yeah. Yeah. And so many times a nonprofit in our community, the work that we do with the clients is because we want to do it. There are many reasons and excuses you could use to not serve people because the funding isn't there. And one of the things that I've learned is my responsibility to speak up about what we go through in our community around receiving the funding. And it makes a difference. People are listening. Just this conversation
0: today, Mm -hmm. it's a new day for this work. Right, right. So let me change subjects real quick because we've talked about funding, the needs, and all that kind of stuff. What is... um, Bringing joy to black women and girls. What does Um, that
2: look like?
0: um, I'll start.
3: Uh I think bringing joy uh, to black women and girls in our community. uh, Some of what we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. Lifting them up. Mm -hmm. Letting them know how amazing they are. Just because. Mm -hmm. And this is what I know by the work that I do. We have a Women who come in the shelter, they are just awesome. But because of all that they've gone through, they don't see it. The children don't see it. But we begin to shine a light, a bright light, and you could just really see the change. So it's our response. Those of us who know, Mm -hmm. we have the responsibility to take the hand of other women and girls and keep them lifted. And share and not just be in a silo. We need to work with other organizations Mm -hmm. are doing it because we can't do everything. There's one organization that does this, it does that all designed to lift, but we got to move out of our silos and come together Mm -hmm. and then talk about our successes and get more folk involved. Your turn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, um, last week, I was able to share tickets to kids for the soul circus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were able to participate. And it was it was just their whole you know they came in a little scared and I'm talking about little's like under 10. And then they they left there really happy and joyful. So giving them something active to participate that didn't require any kind of assessment on what they did, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're in school and you're not reading right, you're getting on the small rug or you're going somewhere right, else, and right, so you're right. treated a certain way. It's like the school's your your deity or something, and then yeah. when you come home, you ain't you ain't smart, you dumb, right, you didn't do right. X, Y, and Z. So putting them in a place that gives children or young women an opportunity to to grow without an assessment mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on their worth, mm-hmm. I think will bring more joy. That's what art does. That's why art is so important because yeah, you just do the art and somebody says something nice about it and you feel good about mm-hmm. yourself. And we have gone through hundreds of years of fighting and not feeling good about ourselves, mm-hmm. and so we have to have a way. To feel good, and we have to do it with our littles. We have to make them feel good about themselves, and we have to talk to them about how great they are Mm -hmm. over and over, over Over and over. So they believe it. Yeah, Yeah, I have
0: a cousin who she had a daughter, um, and she called her beautiful. Like, from the day, like, she, like, hello, beautiful, Mm -hmm. yes, beautiful. Every time she asked her something, yes, beautiful, yes, beautiful. And so now her daughter is in her 30s. And I mean, and this young lady has the self esteem of like that you just you cannot even imagine. Like mm-hmm. it's like you you can't you just go oh my god. But it's because mm-hmm. she Boring. put that she poured that into her Boring. from the very beginning. Just hello, beautiful. Mm. Yes, and the and. And even now, you know, one of the things that I adopted that for every time I see someone, I say hello, beautiful. I have a friend that does
2: that. If you call her on the phone, she answers the phone. She says hello, beautiful. Right, just like Kelly. Whole day changes. (laughs) Yeah, right. And (laughs) and your whole day (laughs) changes.
0: (laughs) Well, because you and you begin to believe it. Right. You go. (laughs) Well, because you know it's so interesting because I feel like for black women. No
2: one ever says that we're to us. We're not a mannequin in we're the not, store, and you, we're and barely uh, in a magazine. Right, we weren't right. as the models except, except for two or three. Right. You know? and so it's so
0: important to, for me. But I adopted it from her. Oh, I love it because I saw what it did to her daughter, mm-hmm. and just like, and she just believes she can do anything in the world. I like love there it. is, there is no no boundaries for her and it was something that simple and they grew up with struggle she was yeah. a, she came out of a dv relationship she she you know was single parent struggled you know was an entrepreneur decided she wanted to be an entrepreneur and she had peaks and she had valleys she had all kinds of things that happened but the way you... but, but she was she made she was so intentional about telling them beautiful and i could see when i like see a woman, and I'm, I walk by them, and, or a little girl, and I say, hello, beautiful, and it just, it brightens their day. And yeah. I think that for black women, it's so important for us to find the small things that make the biggest Absolutely. impact. Absolutely. So let That's me awesome. ask you this. What is that small thing that you do for yourself to protect your body, mind, and soul?
3: get me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well wow oh my god kelly that's a good one i check out mhm mhm i call it the balcony time mm-hmm. no matter what else is going on who's saying what to whom when and how just have to find that time mm-hmm. um, or else mm-hmm. you just no good mhm and right. you can't do the work right. if we're not taking care of ourselves first. Yes. Balcony time.
0: Mm-hmm. Balcony time, I
3: love that. And it might look different for you. It might look different for you. And we have to keep it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: There are people who have standing appointments for their nails. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Right. But what is it that I'm not going to cancel on myself? Mm-hmm. What? No matter mm-hmm. what, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it.
2: Hmm. My mine is I surround myself with friends and family. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Like surround.
0: I will say the huts. Oh my goodness!
2: I, I surround their families. It's safe.
0: Yeah. Oh Lord, yeah. that's beautiful.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's and it has you know joy and pain, mm-hmm. but it's all love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, uh, in order for me to do anything, because I've been through some tough times in the last, year so y'all know, right. Right. Mm. Mm. Where, where I have to explain myself, which I didn't think I would ever have to, but my family, they're standing there strong and loving, and I don't mean my just my blood, I mean my village, mm-hmm. and so I surround myself with that, and I call it my village, because it's mine.
0: She's showing all your business. She's showing all her business.
2: Oh, um, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> so so you know finding your right. sweet spot like right. Karen said her balcony so she needs her me time but right. i need my love time so i right. got to i i i got to have my people right cuz you know they're alive and they got fun stuff right. inside and yeah. all of that well
3: some of us i just you yeah.
0: know yeah.
2: people like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but
0: i'm like yeah come on people. being people yeah i'm i'm a hybrid sometimes Right. I'll just yes. go completely silent. Yeah. And then other times I'm like, I got to spend time with people yeah, and stuff, but for the most part, but I love that. I love balcony time and I love that we spend time. And so when we wrap this up and we really talk about, you know, this is a, a this conversation isn't just about black women and girls that, you know, have been are going through trauma every single day. It's just lifting up how black women and girls experience life. That's right. And so That's all of powerful. us have different experiences, yes. right? And so some of them are are very concerning to us as we look at solutions to try and, you know, bring bring black girls home that are missing, as we look at trying to make sure there's safe spaces for black girls, that they can experience joyful moments, um, which are so important. You know, and I just want to thank the two of you because you guys all bring so much joy to at least my life and all of the black women that I know that interchange with you. Um, you know, I just want to thank you for joining us. We're looking forward to the journey that we'll continue to have together, lifting up black women and, and girls throughout California, throughout this country, and even throughout the world. So thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you for having
3: us. Oh, oh my
2: God. God. Yeah. Kelly, you are amazing. Oh, thank you. It's thank the you. truth. Thank you. And I really believe that this is a Cheryl space. You know, yes. when we come to PAMS. Yes, PAMS. <laughs> <We> <laughs> have, that's a black woman-owned entity. Right. Woo! Moon Global yeah. Studios. Is that yeah. what it's really Yes, called? Moon Global <laughs> Studios. Yes. Right we we get to be ourselves and we get to talk right. about things and kelly brings important yes. topics to mind right. so that we could share our, our little pearls of right. wisdom we think we have Right, but like, you have you have we burned you burned it, it. We we burned it. it. you mm-hmm. burned it well thank you yeah. for having us no and words. you know and karen you. is my shero. Right. she yeah she's in the in the trenches making life differences right. mm-hmm. I fortunately have been to Um, several of the homes that she has in the 10th District, and they're beautiful. Right.
3: Intentionally so. Yes. Well, of course,
2: Mm -hmm. because that's what black women deserve. Absolutely. Yes. Wow,
0: wasn't that great? I hope you found this episode fruitful. Please share it with your family and your friends and keep the conversation going. For more information about California Black Women's Collective, Look us up on our social media at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel. You can also find out how you can get involved in our work by going to cablackwomenscollective.org. Thank you for joining us at the Power Table.